Well, it is Wake Up With KC, and today I have a very, I guess it's it's important now with everything that's been going on, and, you know, trauma and the emotions and that energy that we create through the trauma. How do we heal and can we heal from trauma? So today I have a very special guest, Ashley Michelle, joining us today. Ashley! Hi. Welcome back Hi. thank you so much for having me back on your show it's a pleasure well i heard what you were up to and i was like oh yes got to i think you know this is just a very awesome time to do what you are going to share with the audience today how have you been since our last episode that i had you as a guest I've been really good, really busy, um, it just swamped with blogs and videos. My YouTube channel got released, Ashley Inspires. Um, my website, like I said, is full of blogs. Um, my Finding Strength Through Tragedy Facebook page is growing. My TikTok has gone to uh, 10,000 likes now. Yeah, so everything is growing really, really well, and I'm just, I am so happy, and I'm so grateful, and I'm so blessed uh, Daniel Gotzi, he's the one who opened this door for me, and I am so thankful to him and his team for all the hard work that they've put in. And there's actually a park behind me um, where I live, and they actually just put a bench in um, for survivors of crime. Uh, so that's really nice too. I'm gonna be doing a blog on that coming up as well. Wow, you have been busy, girl. So. Just to uh, update the audience on, you know, what you experienced in your trauma. Can you share with that with us again? Yeah, sure. So like I say in every single podcast that I am on, uh, my trauma just didn't start in 2016. In order to heal from your trauma, you need to start back from where it originally um, started from. And my childhood started back in when I was a child, essentially, you know, I was bullied in school. I was slapped across the head by my biological father called effing stupid. Um, so lots going on there. So, you know, your self-esteem, your self-confidence, your self-worth diminishes. Um, and then when I got to college, I entered a very toxic relationship, um, which was abusive at many points in the relationship. And then fast forward to 2016, I was jogging through a park in broad daylight and I was assaulted there. And then a couple of weeks later, I found myself in the middle of a murder scene. Uh, didn't think that I was going to get out of alive, out of there alive for a split second. Um, the apartment was covered in blood. The back of my shirt was covered in blood. Um, I had been dating this guy um, off and on um, casually. And uh, he ended up murdering his best friend and then tried to take my life in the process and, and strangled me. You know what, Ashley, your volume fades in and out okay i'll move it closer is that better yeah a little better yeah do you want me to start from the beginning uh yeah go ahead okay so my trauma actually started um from the beginning um of childhood in to, in order to heal from trauma, you really have to go all the way to where your trauma started. 
And my trauma started at childhood when I was bullied, slapped across the head by my biological father and called that thing stupid. Um, and then I entered a toxic relationship because what you see is what you know growing up in college, um, which was abusive, um, both mentally, verbally, emotionally, um, and sometimes physical as well. Uh, then secondly, uh, when I fast forward to 2016, I was assaulted on a trail while running in broad daylight. And then shortly after that incident happened, just a couple of weeks, I found myself in the middle of a murder scene where I had to essentially fight for my life, um, but be cool, calm and collective at the same time, because I knew that showing any type of fear would essentially get me killed. Um, so I was sexually assaulted, I was strangled, um, and I had a knife pointed to my back and the, he took somebody's life and tried to take my life in the process. And then from there, you know, everybody thinks, okay, like your trauma ends, but it's just like the very beginning stage of your trauma. Uh, so I ended up having to go to the pre-trial. I ended up having to testify and going to the actual trial. And then two years after the facts, finding out brand new information and having to process that all over again. And not only that, a month before the trial even happened, uh, I had to spend a, about a month um, going to the courthouse and, you know, going through my 911 call again, watching all the tapes um, with my, all the tape recordings with the police. Um, so it, it definitely takes me back. And then as soon as the trial is over, uh, you now have to fill out paperwork with the parole board. So what happened to me and what happened to the deceased's family we both have a life sentence. This is never done for us. We have to deal with the individual who committed this violent act and essentially committed murder for the rest of our lives. Uh, so we too face that life sentence. And I really, there are so many people that are impacted um, in survivors of crime all around the world, worldwide, um, nationwide, countrywide. And for me, I knew that this wasn't an Ashley situation. It was a worldwide epidemic. And I had to really step to the plate and I had to be the voice of reason, be the voice of change for other people who are experiencing this type of horrific trauma. Because something that really stood out to me was when the police sat me down for the first time and they didn't ask me what happened. They asked me, can you please make us a promise? And I said, what is that promise? And they said, please don't turn to the streets for drugs, prostitution, et cetera. And that really, really stuck with me because could you imagine being 15 or 16 years old when your brain hasn't even fully developed yet or 14 or even a child going through this horrific violence? I, I couldn't even imagine. And I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful that I had a great team of police, that I had, you know, a great support system. But for many people, they don't have that resources. So they end up turning to the streets in order to try to solve their problems only it doesn't solve their problems. It just brings them in deeper and deeper. It's a temporary solution. It's it's a band-aid fix. And so this course really that I'm releasing really focuses on how do you heal from your trauma? And that has to come and start with you. Well, actually, let me ask yourself, you know, during this, you know, course that you were creating and whatnot, um, have you had some, you know, like self-realizations, God-realizations of, 
you know, why certain trauma keeps repeating itself, you know, with abuse and whatnot. Isn't it safe to say that it's emotional, energetic trauma? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So I myself actually did my own course. Um, I went through it and I put all the examples of my own stuff in there. So the course focuses on fears, surroundings, relationships, and emotions. So they're all like chart based essentially. So I put all my examples in a chart. Um, so that way people could be relatable to them. And yes, it, you're right. It's like, it's an eye opening experience. And it, and it is a bit emotional because you go in depth into okay, so where did my trauma come from? You definitely have to touch on that key aspect. And it talks about not running from your emotions because so many people run from their emotions and don't face them. I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any means, but I really wear my heart on my sleeve. So I feel everything so intensely fast and it's like a roller coaster ride of emotions for me. Um, so my emotions got so overwhelming that I ended up trying to take my own life. So I do kind of discuss that, um, and really focusing in, in dealing with your emotions head on and not trying to, you know, mask the pain. And what I mean by that is like, for me, there were times where I cried in public. If you have to cry in public and you have to let it out, I really highly recommend letting it out. Because keeping it inside and keeping it bottled up, that's when you're going to turn to negative solutions. You're going to turn to that quick fix. And so I really focus on that. And I focus on relationships. Relationships were key in the healing process. Um, you know, relationships with coworkers, romantic relationships, family memberships. Like I had a very toxic relationship with my biological mother. I was always the one putting in the effort. I was always the one you know, asking her on the phone, are you going to ask me how I am? And that's draining emotionally, mentally, and physically for yourself. You know, I believe that relationships need to be a hundred and a hundred. They have to be give and take. I can't always be giving and giving and giving. It's, it's draining on every level, on every aspect. Um, so this course really is a true eye opener into what you need in your life and what you don't need and the changes that you need to make and the steps to take those changes. How are you going to take these changes? What are the action steps? How can you move forward today and, and take action over your own life? Like this course is designed for a better you for a better tomorrow, because after all that horrific trauma, you deserve only to have the best in life. That's what I truly believe. And it took me a long time to get to that point in my life because there were so many times where I had that survivor's guilt, where I felt like I shouldn't be here. I felt guilty for living. I felt guilty for even breathing. I felt guilty for crossing the street. And that took a lot of healing through counseling, through dealing with my emotions, through, you know, analyzing my relationships. It, you really have to self-reflect and really dig deep. And I don't think that that's selfish at all. Putting yourself first and foremost so you can be the healthiest person you can be, I think is vital to the healing stage. I totally agree with you on that, Ashley. And, you know, during my, like, I did a lot. I mean, I've, I've been through some counseling and whatnot, but there were just some things that just really didn't resonate me, with me. 
and I wind up going within. You know, I was very adamant about it. It was like I was having a Mexican standoff with the universe, you know, God, the Tao, whatever you want to call it, and myself. And that's when, you know, when you want to know the truth and you're coming out of a pure heart of why you struggle, why this is happening. And, you know, it shows up It and a memory will pop up, too, from your past. Which is key. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. It's key. And sometimes, and then the one thing that um, a good mentor, Dr. Wayne Dwyer, he mentions about, you know, your, your parents didn't create you. They had a part in it. But your soul essence and that higher self is the true creation. And then it just comes into a human form by two different beings. Mm -hmm. So then if you're in a toxic relationship with parents and, and experiencing abuse, it's one, oops, we lost her. <laughs> she is an amazing young lady after going through everything that she's been through. I couldn't even imagine uh, a young as young as she was and oh my gosh what a total transformation that she's made and she's created a course and here she comes back now i don't know what happened <laughs> that's okay i was just talking about you know your transformation and the course that you're creating um and then sometimes we're because we're like taught about conditional love yes through our upbringing through our parents but my question is like, well, how do they know what love is? If, you know, you're, when you see different aspects of love, but you're not seeing it through, you know, your own family and you start questioning, well, why is it that way? You know, I see other people that I really like how they, you know, like express love or demonstrate love, you know, how they are expressing love but when you're at home in that environment it's not that way one is it's confusion and you really honestly don't know what love is no 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 you don't and it causes you to attract things in your life that are really wind up being toxic it's like a history repeating itself yes it definitely is and that's emotional, energetic traumas that just keeps passing down. And then through generation, go, yeah. Yeah. And then we wind up going through something to like wake us up. Yes, exactly. No, I completely agree with you. So is there certain aspects in your course that you share that with and go through the steps with the, the uh, client or the customer client? I, I go through, yeah. So I go through my own personal journey and I talk about some of those volatile relationships and the steps that I chose. Like I, I will give chances and I will talk about my feelings and emotions with that person. But if they can't respect it after having a conversation and you keep trying and trying, then it's really time to take the action steps to cut them out of your life. 
because mm. I know from my own trauma that life is short, that life is precious. And so for me personally, if somebody's not serving a positive purpose for me that I'm just getting all this stress and getting all this tension, then that's not worth it for me. You know, it's yeah. yes, it's hard to leave something and people really are judgmental in this way too. Like for me personally, my family is who I make it to be. I don't feel like family needs to be defined by blood like most people do. Mm-hmm. And if there, if a person that is blood related to you is not serving your greater purpose, then what are you doing? You're wasting your own time, you know, in, in getting yourself better and getting yourself to where you need to be. It's really, you know, taking a hard look at your life in that, that extra stress, that extra tension you have, why are you allowing it to enter your life after you've been through so much worse in your life? Right. And it's like that negative energy. Exactly. Like I believe in the law of attraction, like what you put out there, right? Like Mm -hmm. it, it should be positive. It should be happiness. It should be joy. It should be laughter. And some things aren't going to always be perfect all the time. Yes. But when you're always putting all the effort and all your energy into something and it's not turning out how it should be, then it's, it's time to just, you know, set sail and, and be done with it. Like once and for all, like I gave chance after chance, after chance, how many chances do you give before you're just strained, before you're just exhausted. Like, why keep doing that to yourself? How is that healing for you? Right. And would you know, have you noticed or or had a, a realization about, you know, sometimes, you know, it's their negative negativity and, you know, what they're projecting is really, truly, their limited beliefs, their programming and their traumas that they just don't want to change. They're stuck, but they, some want to tend to pull you into their. Yes. I've noticed that. Yes. And you're um, like, I, <laughs> that, no, like, I'm like, I can't be pulled into that. You know, life is just too precious and it's too short to be having all that drama to be having all that conflict, you know, you want things that are going to only build you up, especially if you've had to like myself, I literally had to rebuild myself from scratch all over again. So I'm really, go ahead. Sorry. I'm really, you know, careful as to who I let in my life now. I'm just not like a free for all anymore. Like I have to in order to keep moving forward and healing and growing and learning, you have to do what's best for you. And I don't think that that is being selfish by any means necessary. The only person that takes care of you at the end of the day is essentially yourself. You have the right to choose who you want in your life and and who you don't. You have the ability and you have the power to also choose what fears and what surroundings you live in your life. And that's something else that I address. Like, yes, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I, I do have fears about, you know, my ex getting parole in, in 2030. 
but it's about not letting it consume my life and take over me and, you know, lie in bed every day, soaking about something that I essentially, yes, I give in an impact statement, but I, I don't have the power and authority. I'm not an officer. I'm not a judge. I don't get to make those choices at the end of the day, those are in somebody else's hands. And I have to try to let that fear not take over my life because that will kill me. Essentially. I have to just, you know, it's day by day. It's hour by hour. It's minute by minute. If you have to, it's learning to go at your own pace, but not letting those fears consume you, especially after everything that you've been through in your life. It's, you know, putting those fears away in a safe spot, you know, putting them in a, in a box and then putting them in the closet. And when that day comes, that's when you can deal with it. And there is uncertainty with some of my fears. I mean, there's pearl packages. I don't know when I'm going to get one of those. Like I could have the most fantastic, wonderful day. And all of a sudden I check my mail and my heart sinks to the ground. That's another fear of mine because it's the anxiety. It's the, you know, anxiousness that I get because again, I don't have control or power over when I'm going to be sent a letter, when I'm going to be sent his testing scores, etc. I don't have that power and authority. So I have to really be careful and I have to really dig deep into my toolbox. So the first thing I do when I get one of those pearl packages and it sets me off or an anniversary date or whatever the case is, I reach out to my counselor right away and say, okay, I need to sit down and I need to talk to you and I need to work out some strategies to cope and get through this, not get over it, but get through it. Mm-hmm. And then another thing too, is when I get those packages, you know, I immediately text the deceased's family. So they're not caught off guard. Like I was, you know, and my headspace immediately goes to what are they going to have to ensure when they open their mailbox? Right. And so you mentioned something earlier, um, And I was like, well, that's just part of the transformation, you know, of evolving. You're learning more Mm -hmm. and evolving and transforming. And some of that stuff, the old stuff and the old beliefs and the programming and those traumas that you're healing from no longer, you know, keeps you prisoner in a way. Yes. It certainly does. So I just like, I'm so proud of you that how far you've come and and what you're doing and where you're going is truly amazing. I, I just have to, like, I have to keep going and I have to keep moving forward because there are so many people out there that are going through this horrific journey. I mean, I wish I could sit here and tell you what happened to me was an isolated situation, but it's, it's not. Like there are people, there are witnesses, there are survivors of crime and there, there are young kids going through this. And I could not imagine being a young child whose brain hasn't even fully developed going through this. And I, I talked about this too on our last podcast, but now when I see people on the streets, like I don't ask myself, why not? I ask myself, why? Like what horrific trauma did they go through to think that this was the positive way to be? 
which we we all know that it's not. But for them, it was the escape route. For them, they didn't they either didn't want the counseling, they weren't offered the counseling, or they gave up on themselves too quickly. And for me, that that's heartbreaking that somebody chooses to stick a needle in their arm versus going to a counselor and and get help and get the proper treatment they need. Instead, they're just putting on this short-term fix that could eventually end up getting them killed. Um, so I, I really need to be the voice of change, be the voice of reason. I mean, if one of my videos on YouTube can help inspire or shed some light, you know, to somebody else that is going through this, then I, I'm all for it. I just want to be able to touch as many lives and reach out to as many people as possible. I mean, there was this one person actually from the States that reached out to me and her son was a witness to a homicide. And that's the kind of, that's what I want. Like right there is I want, and I just, all I did was send her community resources and some supports and she was so appreciative. And I just listened, just listened without judgment. And sometimes that is the best thing that we can do for somebody else. Like when I was going through my stuff, I didn't need judgment. And I got judgment from some people. And I was like, okay, like, I, I, I can't listen to that right now. Like, you, sometimes all you need is just that listening ear, somebody just to listen to everything that you have to say. So that way that person can get everything off their chest. And they're not going to bed with all that stuff bottled up inside them because let's face it that's not healthy and that will lead to a lot of negative downfalls well not only that but if you don't deal with that emotion that energy it manifests into a physical matter such as conditions diseases sicknesses yeah. and yeah. and whatnot and sometimes it shows up because it was a generational thing and it will manifest itself and you had no idea. Well, yeah, I even wrote two blogs on, you know, people don't often think about this, but their sleep is affected after trauma. You know, how do we get back those seven to eight hours of sleep? So I did a blog about that. And then I did a blog about eating. Some people end up, you know, trauma ends up leading to different eating disorders, you know, mm -hmm. anorexia, bulimia. I mean, when my grandfather died, I went bulimic for a while. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it took, a, I didn't know how to properly deal with my feelings as I do now because I've matured, I've grown. Um, but that's, that's essentially what happens when you don't deal with your emotions and you run from them. You know, all these negative things start presenting themselves and it's a really bad, bad fall to go down. Like nobody wants to be you know, hospitalized or, or go through an eating disorder their whole life or, or have a feeding tube or any of that stuff. So that's why it's so important to really dig deep in that time and, and really take care of you first and foremost. That is the best healing gift that you can give to yourself. Wow. Um, it is. And, you know, it's only... You know, we are, we are also the creators of our experiences too. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, you know, even that emotional energetic trauma that's passed down, it's like a law of attraction. That energy is still yeah. there and it draws in the same experience. It's just different time period. 
come to find out. And I was like, wow, we got to change. We got to wake up. And, you know, my thing is, it's like, why do we have to wait to a catastrophe, you know, or something horrific? You know, we probably had the signs all along. It's just we didn't understand or we just tossed it aside and then we get into our jam and go through experience but let me ask you this with everything that you went through and now what you're doing can, is it safe to say that you've gained so much wisdom and you found your purpose through everything and what you're doing now I was actually just going to talk about that. So thank you for asking that. I had something important uh, to say in that topic. Uh, yeah, like, you know, so many people say that they're sorry for what happened to me. And, and yes, what happened to me was horrific. And I'm not just talking about the 2016 event, but like all the different traumas that I went through in this life. I don't necessarily regret some of them. Like, I feel like they were lessons they were a part of my life story they are a part of my chapter they have shaped me into the person that I am today do I hate that somebody died for it absolutely do I wish I could trade places with them in a heartbeat absolutely do I I know that if roles were reversed I know that the deceased of the 2016 murder he would be doing the exact same thing as me he'd be sitting here having this podcast this conversation with you because like myself we both give the shirts off our back for absolutely anyone and I really believe my book is actually called finding strength through tragedy which can also be purchased on my website ashleyinspires.com but that title alone is like what got me through everything was finding that strength it's about turning all of that pain into strength. That's what it's about for me personally. It was finding a way to turn all the horrificness into something beautiful, something powerful. And, you know, like the PTSD, the anxiety, the depression, you know, I did have some depression growing up. I did have some anxiety growing up, but now I'm so much more aware, you know, PTSD is not just something war vets get. You know, it's something that people who have experienced trauma get. And it's been such an eye opener that I can now be relatable to these people and say, yeah, you know what? I know depression. Yeah, I, I, it's a struggle to get out of bed. I can actually be relatable to them. And I believe that everything that has happened to me has been a teaching tool and a teaching lesson for somebody else. That's what motivates me and inspires me every day to help somebody is knowing that my story can give somebody else the tools that they need in order to not get over their trauma essentially but get through it you know it's day by day it's step by step it's it's a process like no other like what's going on with me is still happening with me you know like i said before those parole packages that's still an ongoing thing for the rest of my life. But am I letting it take over? No, I'm, I'm looking for ways to help other people, to motivate, to inspire, to help other people that are going through this horrific time because nobody should be going through this alone at all. You know, people need support. People need somebody to listen to them. People need a confidant. 
someone that they can trust, someone that they can rely on. And I want that person to be me. I, you know, I want someone to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up. Like that is my purpose and that is my mission in life to just help and inspire as many people as I possibly can on this journey. I just want to be an advocate for change. I want to, you know, be that positive role model that just is, is there for people. That is just that support system, that network for somebody else. I want my videos to not just, you know, yes, you know, research and data and statistics and numbers are definitely important factors, but there's so many other things. I want to take all the emotional pulls. I want, you know, somebody to be like, yeah, I felt that I experienced that. I went through that. I want to be that relatable person for somebody else. Well, Ashley, as a coach, I'm just going to give you a little nugget for you. Sure. Take the want out of I. And replace <laughs> it with I am the actor. <laughs> I am the support. <laughs> I am Thank standing you. for those that have survived a criminal crime, a trauma. It's not I want because you're, you're speaking of experiencing the wanting. No, honey, you are. You I am, you are, you're doing it already. Thank you. That means so much to me. I can't even tell you. So you're standing in your purpose and doing it now. So you are. Ashley, say, I am an advocate. I am an advocate. I am healing others from their traumas. I am healing others from their traumas there you and I'm loving that. every second of it. I'm loving every second. Awesome. That's what I was hoping to hear from you. <laughs> and you are that doing amazing. Better. Thank you so much. And, and so are you like you are helping so many people. I mean, you've connected me with other people just through wake up with Casey. Like it's, I can't even tell you what an honor it is to be back on your show. Like you are an inspiration. You are a beacon of hope for other people. Aww, thank you. It, it is work, but I know my mission is to help others heal and connect others because we're all one big dysfunctional family, but we're all I here to help heal. Yes, we are. And that's what we should be doing. That's what we need to do. We need to all be there and be that support, be that voice of change for somebody else that is going through stuff. And I, I really, truly believe that having this platform and allowing people to share their experiences is helping other people tremendously, you know, without even knowing it. Ah, thank you. And what, Ashley, would you say, cause I know, um, you know, during your, I guess, transition from the traumas and, and whatnot, you know, uh, there were some probably labels of, you know, the, the PTSD, the anxiety and all of that, uh, it probably prescriptions that were, you know, probably given to you to help you cope and whatnot. Is that safe to say? Uh, yes. So I would not take the antidepressants at all that my doctor suggested, uh, because I saw what they did to my biological mother and I just, 
I didn't want to be that person that relied solely on pills. And then with anxiety meds, uh, that's what I used to try to kill myself. I tried to overdose on them and mix them with alcohol. So it just wasn't a good choice for me to go down that path of any pharmaceutical medication. Um, I think my, like, I'm obviously I'm not over depression or anxiety or any, like, I still get anxious when I'm in large crowds of people. It's just about, okay, what do I need to do to help myself get through this? Do I count things in the room? Do I focus on, like, if I'm in a crowded area or on a bus, for instance, I stand by the closest door. So I have that exit plan if it's too much or if it's too overwhelming or when I'm in a store, I try to stand as closest to the front as I can um, if it is crowded. Um, I always try to make a plan so I can feel comfortable and I can feel safe. And as for the depression, you know, depression is so hard, especially in the winter when it's dark at like 5 p.m. So I take like a step-to-step process. Okay, I got to get up out of bed. I got to put my slippers on first. That's what I need to focus on right now. Then it's like making your bed. Then it's brushing your, like it's a step-by-step process. And I really try to, to, this is something that I found extremely helpful. And I hope that this helps other people listening to this, but for depression and for like not wanting to get out of bed, I'm somebody who is almost never late. I, I really try not to be. Um, so I book like different appointments, rather that's a podcast or rather that's a coffee date or a breakfast date with a friend. So that way, okay, I know I need to get up at this time. So I'm not late. I know this is where I need to be at this time. I need to be on this podcast at this time. So it's setting up something for yourself. So not only do you have something you look forward to in your day, but it's a reason it's motivation. It's a technique to get yourself out of bed when it's, you know, pitch black or a rainy day, or just when you're struggling. Um, So that's what I try to do. And then, you know, for me, I think the best medicine for the PTSD, anxiety and depression are not only doing these podcasts and blogs and writing a book, but the gym, the gym has been that it's like a mini vacation for me. Um, So essentially it is helps me in a positive, get into a positive mindset it's where I just go, I, I plug in my music and I, I just take that me time. I really focus on, okay, so it's arm day today. This is what I'm going to do for arms. Um, I, and it really helps with, you know, how you feel emotionally, mentally, physically, even verbally, like how your body language is, you know, the words you're speaking to yourself, those affirmations, like it really, really helps me. Like I don't just go to the gym for that physical component of strength. I go for that mental component of strength as well. Wow. And, you know, a lot of, you know, like with depression and anxiety and PTSD, it is an emotional trigger. Yes. And we could choose either to stay in it or flip the script because it's connected with the mind, the heart and our digestive system. Yes, I agree with you. So it's like you could choose like when you get up and at first, you know, and I've, I'll share this technique. Um, I, you know, I used to be, 
you know, de dealt with the experience of depression. Right. And, you know, from everything, you know, from my abusive marriages and whatnot and what I went through with that. But then I decided, and then when I started waking up and having spiritual experiences, then it was like, okay, wake up. It's like creating a new positive habit because people form habits, habits form their future. So yeah. I decided that, you know what, before I lie down at night, I'm going to think of what it is that I'm looking forward to to having in like my future self or what I'm doing in the future. I'm going to focus on that and how it feels to have that when I go to bed. Then when I wake up in the morning, I do the same thing because it shifts that energy. I love that. Yes. Because it, it, you're creating that emotion, that energy. Energy flows where attention goes. Yes. I agree. So that's just a little nugget that I've learned to do. And you know what? I'm hardly like, even though I go through like some stressful things or some things that is like frustration, I, I don't get as depressed as much anymore. Because I'm working on the inside of what the vibration, the energy that I, and the emotion that I, a state of being almost. I and try it, to do. Yes. No. It, it's amazing how things shift on the outer too. Yes, it is. You know, like my car broke down, but I wasn't all freaked out. You know, like somebody over, I kid you not. Somebody, I went to go get an oil change, you know, a few months ago, back in October, uh, not August, right? So shortly after my engine light kept coming on. So I told my boyfriend, I'm like, my engine light's coming on. I can't, you know, why? I got my oil change and everything. So can you check it out? So he tested it and goes, oh, we got to change this thing. So he goes and changes it. Light goes off. Then shortly after it came back on again. And then it started blinking at me. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. And then it was like running really rough. So I'm like, okay, don't freak out don't panic we'll find the solution to what on the right. truth of what's going on so i didn't have a car for a week oh my gosh come to find out when they did the oil change they overfilled my engine with the oil it was overfilled to where it was bubbling and foaming and it was like nasty that's so, so scary i'm like I could have blown my engine or I could have done yeah. like, what else could have done. So I, instead of choosing to be, what was me, you know, or get depressed about it. I'm like, this is out of my control and I'm not going to allow this to interfere with my joy, my this energy that I love being in I can't allow that that's out of my control why am I going to get upset over it we'll right. figure out a way and not only that I'm experiencing hot flashes now so I'm going through the transformation of menopause so this is a wild ride I can tell you that much yeah I'm so, uh, kind of even at my age I'm familiar with the hot flashes
So I'm like, wow, it's like, I'm feeling a hot flash now. And I'm like, okay, another hot flash. Okay. And I think when I'm going through this, I'm like, I cannot, I am so looking forward to celebrating because I'm not going to have to wear manhole covers or mini diapers anymore. So, okay, we're going to do this, you know, because, you know, after so long of having to wear manhole covers, which are tampons, mini diapers are the pads. My gosh, it's sometimes a pain in the ass when you go through your periods. So I'm looking forward to the day. Don't have those anymore. And it, this is only temporary. So just chill. Go through the motions, baby, because it's celebration time is coming right around the corner. Or, it's you know, when I... Sorry, go on. It's like how you perceive. Yes, yes, yes. And I think, too, when we get into those moments or have something negative happen, like your car engine, I try not to go, woe is me as well. I try to, like, okay, Ashley, think of something you're grateful for. Think of something you're grateful for. Something mm -hmm. that makes you happy, you know. I really try, as hard as it is sometimes, to really focus on those things that we're grateful for. The people in our lives, the projects we're working on, those types of things. So when you're thinking and focusing on that, what emotion, what feelings are you putting with that, what you're focusing on that you're grateful for? Do you do that too? Yeah. Like I, if, when I think of something positive, like I try to like focus on that excitement feeling or, you know, I try to focus on that joy, that, that happiness. I try to like, I'm, obviously not perfect. You still have those mad, sad moments, but just trying not to stay in them for very long. Just remembering that, you know, bad stuff is mm -hmm. temporary. Like you're not always going to be in that moment and focusing on, okay, but I got all these other things that are, that's my purpose. That's my joy. That's my inspiration. So just mm -hmm. trying to come to a realization that, you know what, bad stuff does happen, but it's not always going to be there. How can I trump that with and put a positive spin onto it, right? Like, you know, your, your oil, your car, that happening to you, you, you learn from it, you, you know, you move on from it. You don't right. stay in that moment forever. And yeah, uh, do you give your, I don't know about you, but uh, when I have, since I don't get, you know, depressed too much anymore, you know, maybe once in a blue moon, but getting upset or having a pity, pity, pity party for myself, I give myself a time limit. That's really good. I like that. I'm like, you could go through this because you're acknowledging and instead of suppressing your feelings or trying to push them aside, just acknowledge them, embrace that and say, okay, you got 24 hours to get over it. And then you get your big girl panties on and let's go. We'll figure out something, but go ahead, go have your pity party, go be angry, go get upset, but you got 24 hours and that's all you get. That's what I tell well myself. I really like that. I really like having the time limit on it. That's a good way of doing it too. So, and it takes practice, but you remind yourself. 
see sometimes i mean you know i just give a, a warning out to people like hey if you see me talking to myself i'm getting the best damn advice ever so just you know don't be alarmed and that's when these things come to me because i'm actually talking to my higher self that divine essence that is in me can't lie to me but it's always encouraging and loving and that's what i connect to and i'll be and honest yeah that's what it should be so it's it, it's an amazing journey of life you it know? really is there is a positive and there is a negative there you 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 gotta understand that there's both of them and just learn to balance it you i was just about to say that yes because you Definitely. can't you can't get rid of the negative because it's no. the it but you can get more positive and keep the negative at it at a, a distance yes absolutely so i discovered i'm like oh why can't we just get rid of the negative well it's like Pol the polar or uh, duality kind of aspect yes, you know, there has to be both but which do you choose to have more of the positive of course exactly no i agree with you so uh you have your course now yes i do that can be and found on my website and what is the course name healing from trauma and like I said, it focuses on emotions, surroundings, fears, um, and relationships, which are the four things in order to heal yourself um, for yourself and for a better tomorrow, because let's face it, we deserve to take that time for ourselves. Well, yeah, and you only have one life. So, you know, I'm like, let's cover our asses, heal whatever <coughs> we need to heal to become and transform to the best version of this, uh, ourselves that we see and we envision our imagination, what we'd like to do, what we would like to be, and what we'd like to have as, as an, a better experience in our lives. And it's, it's an ongoing, it's not just going to come bam, like a fast food, you know, McDonald's, here you go. <laughs> It's, but it gets yeah. easier. And how long is your course? How long is this course that you're? Uh, so it's at your own time limit. I think it closes out within a week um, if you haven't gotten to it, but we can always give you longer times if you need that. Um, I feel like once you start, I mean, for me personally, I kind of just completed it all. Because um, once you start, you're just, you. some people need to like take their time and, you know, do one thing a day um you know do the fierce thing one day and do the surroundings the other day but for me like I just really got into it and I I kind of knew where I wanted to go where I wanted to focus on what I needed to work on what are some steps that I took um so for me I just I think I did it in one weekend and then I you know went through it again and and the following weekend um, but no, it was, it was a real eye opener and it's just something that you want to do. You want to complete, um, 
because you just get insight, you get clarity, you get understanding, you get a new mindset um, with this course. And you also get a free copy of my ebook because there's a lot to, um, you know, really from a relationship standpoint, where if you're reading my book, there's different things where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. Like I talk, there's a chapter in my book called manipulation. And it talks about how, you know, there's very volatile relationships where they'll tell you what makeup to wear, what to, to dress like, and et cetera, et cetera. And again, that's something that you could use in that relationships. When you're looking at your relationships, do you have that manipulative partner in your relationship? Rather, that's a parent telling you how to dress, the makeup you're wearing. The parents, yes. Romantic relationship, right? So Coming from the parents, I totally get it because the parents were controlling and you have to be this way. You can't wear makeup and you know, yes. your skirt's too short. That's control and manipulation as well. Yeah. But they're like, oh, but the Bible says. And I'm like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that one. <laughs> no, no, I agree. And like even trauma bonding is something I'm focusing on right now and just part of my blogs and my videos. And people think that trauma bonding is only in romantic relationships, but it's not. Like it's emotional extortion that can be in any single relationship that you have. Essentially, it could be with your best friend that you have that trauma bonding. It can be with, you know, a parent that you have that trauma bonding with, you know, there are so many missed red flags that everything that control manipulation dominance powers only in romantic relationships. But it's really an eye opener because guess what? It can be in any type. It could be with your coworkers that you have that type of dynamics. Those kinds of negative red flags can be found anywhere, essentially. Uh, and in religion and in politics. I'm putting it out there. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm amazed that people don't see this. I'm like, you guys don't see this. It's like, wow. Because I'm no. being a history Greek, geek and studying. And this is like from my spiritual growth of what's been shown to me. I'm like... Oh my God. Now I see why we're in the shape that we're in. Yeah. Like some and people just think- our ancestors and the misconceptions yeah. of who we are and how uh, religion and politics and government was established and, and how things were written and whatnot. It's mind boggling. Like, oh, it is. I just like, that's why I got out of religion and I'm just, eh. I don't talk about, you know, my political beliefs, but I'm like, it's it has to change. That's one thing I can say is like, it's gotten out of hand. And now that's why there's all this chaos. I'm like, oh, now I see why the chaos is happening. Because now after chaos, there comes some, some kind of order of organization and, yeah. you know, balance and more positive than what was corrupted and not good for us. So that's how I'm going to go with that. No, that's absolutely fair. Like, I completely agree because so many people think that this negative stuff just happens in romantic relationships where this is my course essentially like analyzes and like it helps you to evaluate like all the relationships that you have around you. You even have a relationship with your hairdresser, you know, like we have more relationships than we're even aware that we actually have. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I I keep my... Like, I have just a small inner circle of friends, you know, and there's other friends, and it's, 
not so much categorizing, but I have friends that, you know, are like-minded in business. I have friends that are in the spiritual. I have, but they're each small, you know, not too big. I couldn't handle them, you know, I don't think. But I have just, you know, and different categories of helping me have balance. Exactly. You want balance and you want boundaries too, right? Yep. So I think that that's really vital to like look at all of your relationships, look at what's, you know, positive and meaningful in those interactions and look at what's negative and what's toxic and what stuff thing that you need to cut out of your life. And yes, it's, it's scary to cut out things in your life, but again, it's looking out for yourself and doing what's best for your purpose, for your journey in order to get to the healing process. Like it, it has to start and end with you. Like you're in control you're in charge of your life. It's you get to decide how you want to live this life. Either, you know, being stuck and having that pity party for yourself and being trapped in your trauma or, you know, expanding your, your life to yourself, giving you the gift to relive a a beautiful, healthy life filled with meaningful, positive interactions with the people around you, with yourself too, first and foremost, you know, and doing self-affirmations too, I think is, is really important. And that's something that, you know, I address in it as well is we need to turn this. And I say this in many podcasts too, we need to turn the dialogue around, you know, I never once looked at myself as a victim. You know, I don't think anyone that has gone through trauma is a victim. I think they're a survivor. I think they're a warrior. I think they're brave. I think they're courageous. So really looking at it from a language perspective, I mean, too, and this is something I address in the relationships in the course is coworkers. I got so much judgment and so much ridicule, like, oh, you're telling me that you didn't see this coming, et cetera, et cetera. And I talk about, okay, what are the steps in order to deal with that and not let that, because I'm such an emotional person, not let that take over you. You know, how do you go about moving forward in, in coming to a positive solution, um, about those comments that you get. And I understand like people who have gone through trauma don't really know, but like common sense is common sense, you know, use your words carefully, think before you speak. That's, it's just that simple because you can't say to a 15 or 14 year old, oh, you, you didn't see this coming. Of course they didn't. You no. Know, some, like I yeah. didn't. I didn't expect to get raped by a drunk that threatened to to commit suicide at 15. We don't have the mind capacity to. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. No, we don't. And like we're, some of us are young and I know I was young and naive in college. I, I never knew what a real meaningful relationship was. Yeah. I had my grandparents as, you know, a role model, but at the same time, like I didn't know what healthy boundaries look like for myself. I didn't know myself well enough to even be in a healthy relationship where now I know myself better. I know what I deserve and what I don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Good. Like it's you, all Laura. about, it's all about the experiences in life and it's, you know, really evaluating those experiences and what, brings you that happiness, brings you that joy in your life and what isn't serving your purpose and how do you go about taking action steps to no longer pursue that? Um, I just think it's really important to live your best life in every possible 
aspect of your life. You know, if those coworkers at work are, are being judgmental or being hurtful and, you know, human resources, nobody else is doing anything about it, then, you know, maybe it's time to start looking at other jobs. Maybe oh, yeah. You you have this one... there. Exactly. Yeah. And you have one life to live. Like, do you want to live it feeling this anxiousness every day that you go to work? Or do you want to live it being happy and fulfilled and understanding your purpose and being treated with dignity and respect, not just in a workplace, but in general in life, like how you treat yourself and how you treat other people speaks volumes. And I, I think that we need to take a really good hard look at that, you know, and two, like, I got so much, I guess this is not really so much judgment, but a lot of people were like, oh, you're happy, go lucky. You're like this positive, vibrant person, like bad things don't happen to you. Like I've even gotten remarks like that. And it's like, trauma doesn't care if you're rich, middle class upper class trauma will happen to whomever whenever mm-hmm. girl you preaching you're teaching good for you i am really fucking proud of you you are one badass bitch right now i love it thank you thank you so much that means I can so see much you on stage speaking that you need to be on a ted talks I would love to be on a TED Talk. I, that is my ultimate dream. I would love to even go to a school and talk to high school students. I know when I was in high school, we had all these guest speakers. Oh, my God, I loved every moment of it. Um, so I definitely would love to. You know that. what? I'm getting hit. And we'll definitely, because that's what I want to do, is get to the high schools because of what, everything that's been going on with the so-called me the mental health thing. Uh, but I'll send you some, if I could find them, I got some emails, like scripts to send to the, you know, like principals and whatnot. So oh, that would be amazing. I would really appreciate that. I I'll share them with you if I could find them. <laughs> I got to remember, where did I have those? <laughs> because you know what? Let's, you know, collaborate together. And I go agree. and yeah, because I think yeah, I I would love to talk and and help inspire and and motivate people. Like that's, I just love it. I love the journey that I'm on. I mean, it wasn't an easy journey. Yeah, it was very hard. It was very difficult. Um, but I love the person that I'm becoming. Like I'm becoming stronger and I'm becoming wiser. And yeah, I hate what happened to me, but it was a teaching and the teaching lesson to me you know like it, it just and opened just my eyes it. like yeah, thank it. you i bless it because it gave me wisdom knowledge understanding and compassion towards others that have experienced it as well as me yeah and now really i can go and help those that are experiencing so they could get the healing that they need and I could be the one to help them through it. Exactly. Like people need more advocates. People need more people in their corner. People don't need judgments or harsh comments or really cool. Like in just because, you know, you smile on a Facebook picture or you're happy and bubbly. It doesn't mean that trauma cannot happen to you. Like I, I want to be very specific when I say that. And 
so many people are naive to what's like, you know, I'm surrounded by a college and university here and I see the naiveness of some of these students. And I'm just like, you know, they're on their cell phones or they're like just not looking around at their surroundings. Like what could possibly potentially happen, you know? Or you're on your phone and, you know, a car is coming. Like these are things that I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that people need to be more aware of their surroundings. That's one of the things that I talk about in the course too, is I address, okay, what are your six surroundings? What do you need to do to take action, to address these surroundings, to make that change in your life so you can get past that surrounding or so you can do better with that surrounding or avoid something Tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Another trial. Yeah. So that's really my hopes is, and even if people have gone through trauma and they go through more and more trauma down the road because trauma hits you once doesn't mean it's never going to happen to you again. You know, I worry about that every day with myself, Um, but I don't let it consume me. However, you know, I really, sorry. Go ahead. Because I you you touched on something and I was like, oh, I, I don't want to forget what she just said. <laughs> um, I just really think that people need to be aware that trauma can happen at any given point in time in your life. And it can happen again. Just because it happened once doesn't mean it's never a possibility down the road. So this course kind of prepares you for the steps that you need to take um, in, in the present moment as well as. So let me ask you something before we wrap this up, uh, because you mentioned about tra- uh, trauma can happen at any time, and then it could also happen again. Would it be safe to say, like, when we experience trauma and we don't heal from that trauma right away, we have another opportunity of experiencing the similar trauma again because we didn't deal with it the first time around? I think there are some cases, um, like for instance, with domestic violence, if that's all the relate, like if you yourself grew up in a home of domestic violence and then every, say you, your past six relationships were all domestic abuse, that pattern is going to keep going on and keep going on unless you take the steps that you need in order to heal and get through it. It becomes like, I worked with teen moms essentially and Some of them literally had a baby so that they could have somebody to love them because they never knew what love is. They always had toxic relationships. They had toxic families growing up. And so they never had, they thought that, okay, if I have a child, that person's going to love me. But it doesn't start with the child loving you. It starts with you loving yourself first Mm -hmm. and foremost. How can you be a healthy parent if you can't take care of yourself? How can you help others if you can't take care of yourself? Absolutely. Wow. I am truly amazed by you. Ashley, you are doing amazing, truly amazing. And I got your course, your website. Um, actually, your website's on there. So if anybody want, is interested in the book, all you got to do is click on the link below. And her course is also there, which, by the way, beautiful website. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that.
Yeah, I'm really I happy love, with the way it turned out. It's it's perfect. And I'll send you the affiliate links too for my course. Um, so there's like a 20% off um, for anybody too with this podcast. So I'll send you all those affiliate links as well. Okay, great. Because I'll put it into here uh, on this one because right. it'll be aired. Uh, I'm going to squeeze it in next Friday. I usually You're do a information Friday, but I'm going to make an announcement. I'm like, hey, I just came across this and I had to share it for Transformation Friday. Enjoy. And I'll be back. I love Transformation Friday. That sounds amazing. <laughs> what a great idea. I love it. I usually do my, I st I'm starting to do my own coaching, but I have to do a, a pre-recorded instead of live because I work on that day. So I'm trying to like, fin like format and sort of try to put something together. It's like a trial and error with me. Like try, let's try and see how this works. And I'm giving out free jewelry. If people can, you know, ask a question and if they can find the answer, like a trivia thing, you know, the next week I'll, I'll announce a winner. I so, love that. And I'm promoting my girlfriend and her, she's got pretty bling boutique. So, and I'm wearing a piece of her jewelry. Oh, I, I love it. Her. It's beautiful. It's That's a really pretty. It looks like a family tree inside of a heart in a way. So that's why I love it. And then the oh. earrings. That's so, wow. the earrings look really good on you. They suit you. I feel like I'm back in the 80s somewhat, but I'm afraid to have long <laughs> hair is going to get snagged in it. And I'm like, eh, you know, kind of thing. But I'm learning and I love helping promote, you know, women in business. So that's what I, I'm, you know, working towards and getting better and getting my show, you know, really vamped in, into the purpose of what the show's about, too, as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing and promoting my course. I can't thank you enough for all your support. As soon as I reached out to you, you were, you just jumped right on board. So thank like, you. Oh, yeah. I want to see what she's doing. <laughs> so well, thank you again, Ashley. And I wish you, I, I'm sending you love. I love you. You have transformed into an amazing goddess that you are and you're meant to be and just keep going. And I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Right back at you. Like, I love you and I'm so proud of you and everything you're doing for so many people. Giving them this amazing platform to share their stories is so uplifting and so inspiring. And it's, it's transforming so many lives. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're welcome. Until then, I'll have you back on when when yeah. when we start doing public speaking at the high schools, and you know yes. we have to have a catch up. Like, hey, what are you doing about? <laughs> okay, sweetie. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Wow. Go check out her healing healing from trauma uh, course if you're in need to you know. And desire, you have a desire to change your life, get over the, the trauma, heal from it, go to Ashley's website. It's down below. Click on the button, get the book. Uh, and then my intention is that this helps 
you, if you are dealing with any kind of trauma and are suffering and you want to move on and transform and become the best version of yourself. So go check it out. Until then, stay tuned in to Wake Up With KC because you never know who I'm going to have here on the next episode. Oh,